0: Welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon. Thank you very much. Please take a seat. Um, for those of you who haven't noticed, there's a little plant over here. Have you seen it? It's called the mother-in-law's tongue. That's its nickname. So i better be on my best behavior, hadn't I? <laughs> you know, um, I'm going to be as quick as I can because I know Lee wants to uh, get up here as quick as she can, so that's good. But look. As many of you all know, I was really blessed to be raised by a godly mother who is in her church this morning worshiping, and she doesn't actually know, but there's a video presentation of me wishing her a happy birthday at 11. Sorry, a happy Mother's Day at 11 o'clock this morning. So she's going to be. I'm actually speaking in Sydney at 11 o'clock this morning on video. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I was really blessed to be raised by a godly mother who raised me in church, who taught me the word of God. You know, we had daily uh, quiet times with our mother and she taught us the word of God and she taught us how to pray and she took us to church and that was just part of the foundation that I was really blessed to to have. But that's where I learnt in my junior foundational years uh, the love of the word of the God, the magnificent stories of the Old and New Testament, you know, the truth, the promises, the revelation of Almighty God and the Father you know, she still works full-time as a pastor, she still prays for her family every day, you know, and I live in that prayer and that promise and I just aspire to be her when I grow up. But I'm not growing up yet. So, as an adult, adult which I am today, I never tire of reading the Word of God, of being inspired, encouraged and challenged by the Word, by prayer, by spending time with God. Um, And, you know, One of my favourite stories, and I'm going to quickly whip this up if you pop it up, Um, you know, today I'm going to talk to you about hearing the voice of God. And one of my favourite passages is from 1 Kings 19, a fabulously amazing story of Elijah who flees from Jezebel who's trying to kill him after he's killed all of her Baal prophets. And then out in the desert, you know, angels come with food to encourage him. Who here thinks they'd be encouraged by angels bringing them food? You know, I'd be pretty encouraged, that would be pretty cool. But then in verse 11... Uh, the Lord said, this is actually the angel speaking to him, and the Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountain apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle Whisper. The best bet. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood in the presence of the Lord. He'd heard it. In all that noise, in you know, in, in rocks breaking and winds and firestorm, he eventually heard that whisper. Doesn't matter what's going on in your life, doesn't matter what's going on, just remember to listen out for the voice of God. So how do we hear the voice of God? Okay, I'm just going to give you three quick points. Okay, through scripture, number one, through scripture. Um, Being blessed, I was born again at the age of seven, uh, filled with the Holy Spirit um, and healed of celiac disease. That was my seventh year. From there it was, you know, I was a pretty blessed year and then it sort of grew from there. I learnt to love Sunday school. I love Bible stories. I love the gory stories. I love the princess stories of Esther and I love the truths and the power of Jesus' life and and the apostles and and the New Testament stuff. You know, every day I learned to hear his voice through scripture. And then when I was old enough to really go after scripture, I was uh, in my teenage years and I was facing some exams and I felt a little bit uh, intimidated by the exams coming up. So I went to scripture. I'd learnt by that stage that it was time for me to grow up and, and as a teenager go after scripture myself, go after God's word myself. And I, I happened to do the good old flip open the Bible and out came Psalm 27.1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Shall I be afraid of these exams? Nope. Shall I be afraid of man? Shall I be afraid? No. God is with me, He strengthened me, and off I went triumphantly to do my exams. And that was the beginning of me starting to hear and get scripture for myself in my teenage years. You know, I love the saying, clean Bible, dirty Christian. Dirty Bible, clean Christian. And I wish I had my Bible with me today, but I'm sorry, I've been traveling and I've been living off my iPhone and my Bible gateway and, and everything's on the phone these days. But my Bible, boy, is, it's actually, the spine has actually fallen it's fallen off the book. You know, it, it's it literally got holes and pages that are starting to lift off it. I have a brand new one that's clean sitting next to it, but I haven't been able to give up my old Bible yet. There's something about your old faithful. But anyway, so continue to walk with him Day after day, year after year in his word and his prayer and that's where I've gotten to today. That's what I've done. Day after day, week after week, you know, Sunday after Sunday, walking his work and walking his prayer and that's where you get to be led by the Holy Spirit and you start to hear him more. Hey, there's a clip by Bill Johnson which I'm going to drop in now. What's Bill got to say on the matter? Is it going to come up? Okay, so the word of God, he's talking about hearing it there, but often it's hearing it through the word of God, is pray after it, before until it becomes active in you, until it burns in you, and that's what I've learned over the year. You know, make sure you you learn where scriptures are when you need them. You know, there's no point coming upon a serpent and not knowing how to take authority over it. There's no point in your downtime not knowing what to do, you know, and It's all well and good having all the joyous promise scriptures all lined up, and they're fantastic. Don't get me wrong, I know all the promise scriptures too, but know all the the battle scriptures, know all the scriptures of strength, know all the scriptures that you're going to need in the hard time. You know, everyone here, well most people here would know the story of our beautiful Lauren, who we just adore, and she's sitting over there, she's just looked up at me, but she's got her headphones on, so she probably won't hear a lot of this. You know, the day Lauren was born, I looked into that beautiful little face, and I said, Lord, I didn't pray for Down syndrome. I prayed for a perfectly healthy baby. I prayed for for the next you know, 20 years and then she'd get married and then she'd have children. That's what I prayed for. They were my prayers for nine months during that pregnancy. I didn't pray for this. So I went to the Bible and I thought, who on earth in the Bible would know how I'm feeling at the moment? Who would know the pain and the grief or the sorrow in my heart at the moment? And so I went to Job. Has everyone read Job? If you haven't read Job and you want to cheer yourself up, Read Job because your life is nowhere near like Job's life. The poor guy who loses everything and then gets sick. I mean, it was just a misery for the poor man. But I read it over and over and I thought, well, at least he'll know how I'm feeling. You know, he knows what it's like to be down. I I was feeling pretty down. And I read it and read it until finally God spoke to me very clearly. In Job 38 verse 3, he says, now gird up your loins like a man. And I sat there and went, oh, okay right gird up my loins like a woman okay you're a woman you're a child of god it's a time for you to get up and get over this sorrow and grieving i've been carrying you for a while julie you thought you were falling and grieving but i've been holding you close and carrying you and again in job 40 verse 7 just a little bit later he says now gird up your loins prepare yourself like a man oh you've got my attention god is my pity party over is my time of grief over and that's what it was it was time to get off and i realized at that point that the grieving process was over it was time for me to get up and move on and get on with my life again you know i was a woman of god i'd had all that scripture over all those years put into me i knew all the scriptures but it was my time to get up and move on and get on with it i knew the scripture i knew where to find it but I also didn't get the scripture I wanted. I didn't want that scripture. I wanted the scripture, the miracle-working, healing scripture. I wanted the promise scripture. I wanted the happy, I wanted the there, 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 Julie. You know, I'm going to take it all away. We'll start again. That's not the scripture I got. You won't always get the scripture you want, but you get the scripture you need. You get the scripture that God wants for you if you go looking for it you know so just be prepared it might not be what you want but it's what you need okay so that's it hearing through the voice of God through scripture hearing the voice of God through being in his will this is the good old being in his will we hear that from time to time and what does that mean sometimes and it's a really airy-fairy thought at times being in his will but being in his will is about doing your day-to-day walk and letting him keep you on that path and keeping you know just step after step you know um several years, about 15 years ago actually, I applied for a job on a, a Sunday afternoon, I applied for a job at Sandringham Hospital. Didn't pray about it. The next day they called me up, I went in for an interview, didn't pray about it. D- got the job, got, went out to my car, sat in the car and went, oh Lord, I didn't pray about that. Sorry about that. Um, I've accepted a job, is that okay? you know, you know, the after, the effect, you know, it was, the, and, and God spoke very clearly, I've got something for you to do at Sandringham Hospital, okay, right, all right, so I've worked there for, for many years, then about two years ago, I prayed a different prayer, because I hadn't been working a lot at Sandringham, my, my shifts had dropped off, and I'd been working at other organisations, and, and going on with my career, when I said to the Lord, Lord, is my time up at Sandringham, or have you got more work for me to do there, that was my prayer, a week later, Sandringham Hospital, the director of nursing, phoned me. We've got a job for you. Will you take a full-time job managing our medical unit? Right, well, there we go. God didn't speak to me. But I'd asked him the question, and he answered it with a direct line. Within 18 months, as many of you know, I received the Nurse of the Year Award for Alfred Health. Because of that little prayer I prayed You know, 18 months earlier, is my time up at Sandringham? No, it's not. Here are you, you've got a job to, go, to do. Look, Alfred Health don't have a clue who I am half the time, I'm sure. Well, they all tell me they do. But they don't know about the God in me that's gotten me that award. You know, I didn't get that award because I'm a good nurse. I got that award because of the gifts and abilities that God gave me. So that is it. I love it. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still, quiet waters. He leads me. He refreshes and restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for him, his namesake. A lot of my life is just being led by God and doing things day in, day out. But day in, day out, I'm still with him. But he's not telling me what to do. He gives me a free reign to do what I do. And he just corrects me and just keeps me. But in the good times, the bad times, he's there with me walking. Okay, so that's that one. Point three, how am I going, Lee? <laughs> Speak quickly. Number three, um, you hear him through the voice of, uh, through hearing his voice. You know, um, the Elijah story that we opened with, the gentle whisper. Have you heard the gentle whisper? Have you heard that voice of God in you? You know, I didn't hear that back when I was seven, eight and nine. You know, I hadn't learned how to hear it then. I didn't even hear it, I don't think, in my teenage years, though I'm sure it was there. But learning to hear the voice of God. Position yourself to hear. Get ready. Get ready open your ears to hear, give him time to speak. I'm a bit of a chatterbox, and so it's really hard sometimes when I'm talking to God, I have to go, Oops, stop, listen. But at the same point, um, it's a bit like Marg and I. Marg and I are the mothers-in-law in in this place. We're the mothers of the house, the matriarchs. We'll jointly have that, won't we, Marg? After many years of Lee and Justin being married and not having children, we were driven to prayer, we mark, and so we started praying that Lee and Justin would have babies. Isn't that true? Because it had been a while. It was probably ten years. We'd been waiting a fair amount of time. We thought, and we were really getting ready to be grandmas. So we thought, well, we're not going to nag them. We're going to get God to do it. Okay, so we were praying for a bit and then one day I remembered that movie uh, that line from Field of Dreams build it and they will come you've all heard that used in different sermons over the years build it and they will come so I bought some wool on a Friday (laughs) to start knitting babies and that's what I did didn't I Mark? went out and bought some wool on a Friday afternoon. But that Friday night, Marga and I actually arrived up here for what was to be a youth night where Olivia had asked us to pray and prophesy over the youth of the church. So we actually came up here that Friday night and I had my wool still in the car because I was all ready to knit grandbabies for myself and walked into the meeting and we had an amazing... It was a great night. Do you remember that? You might remember. It was a great night. We were praying, the youth were being prayed. It was a great night um towards the end of the night uh god said to me very clearly and this was that small still voice i want you to knit your first cardigan your first baby outfit for tash tash knows i'm saying this she's given permission to say it and you to go and tell her now that you're to knit her you're going to knit her a baby cardigan and i went mm, that's pretty it's pretty amazing god is that really what you want me to say yeah you want you to go and tell tash that you're going to knit her a baby that god has told you to knit her a baby cardigan so I walked up towards the end of the meeting. She was leading worship on stage. I said, I've got a word for you from God. God has told me. And I knew nothing, that, that God has told me that I am to knit you a baby cardigan. And she burst into tears. And I prayed for her, and I said, I, I can't say anything more than that, but my first baby cardigan I'm to knit is for you, Tash. And I walked away, and she was sobbing gently. And then God said to me, go back and tell her she's not to fear or have any fear for what's ahead So I walked back up and said, Tash, and you're not to fear this word of God or fear what's ahead. This is all I've got to say from the word of God. Within two years, she had the beautiful Xavier. And two years later, she had the beautiful Xander. And it was just a magnificent time. And she let me share this with you. You see, I was able to do that to encourage her. A couple of years later, I'd actually knitted a gorgeous little pink outfit for one of the women in the church um, who had, because any woman that has a baby here, I knit something for them. And I knitted this little pink outfit, and I came here on that Sunday morning, and she wasn't here. And I thought, oh, well, that's okay. I'll give it to her next week. When God said to me, I want you to take that cardigan. I want you to give it to Kylie. I want you to give it to Kylie. Kylie was speaking this morning over Zoe. And I went up to Kylie. I said, Kylie, God's asked me to give you this pink cardigan that I've knitted don't know why but God's asked me to give this to you and I did and within 18 months the beautiful little Zoe was born this little girl of promise it was just being open to the whisper open to the word of God and open to what God has got to say so I knit I knit an awful lot of cardigans for people I've got a lot of cardigans out there that haven't got babies in them yet but I'm praying for them (laughs) I'm not knitting anymore for you (laughs) 2 I've got an awful lot of cardigans out there that have got babies in them because of the hope that those mothers had and because of, 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 of God. You know, to bring a word or a gift of faith aligned with God's written word and prayer, it gives courage and it gives hope. And that's what I do. And that's what I did. So I've got this little hobby on the side and I pray for women and I knit for women. And that's what I do. And whether you've had a healthy baby or not, I still knit. It's my hobby. Look, the Bible is full of multiple examples um, of hearing the word of God. And if you think prophetic knitting is funny, you should hear about the talking donkey, the dreams and visions, the finger of God writing on the wall. We all know that that ended with an awful outcome. There's heaps of way that God talks to us today and talks to all of you today. Um, I've just given you three of them. But I just wanted to um, close by saying, um, I hope they've been helpful, but it is Mother's Day. And because of that, I just wanted to encourage all of you, listen to your mother. (laughs) (laughs) And if you have a mother or a mother figure in your life, or even if you don't have a mother today because she's left, just always remember if you can, say hello to mum and contact mum and speak to her regularly. That's a really encouraging thing. It was funny, on Friday night, Mike and I spoke to a taxi driver who was bringing us back to the airport, and his mother lives in America, and he speaks to her every day. And I thought to myself, ooh, I don't quite want to speak to my kids every day, but... Um, (laughs) But the point is, even more importantly, I want to say to you today, you've got a Heavenly Father that wants to listen to you and talk with you every day and he's always up for a chat and his words are life. And that's the most important thing. Final quote, Jen, what's my final quote look like? Don't let the good things in life crowd out the best things. We've got lots and lots of good things happening in our world. I just had a lovely holiday uh, away with Mike, and that was really lovely. But it didn't crowd out the best things, that every day I spent time with God in the Word and spent time with prayer. and, And, you know, they're the best things. Being in the house of God, doing the things with your brothers and sisters, they're the best things. But there's some really good things. There's some really good things in life we have. But don't forget to spend your time with God. so
1: good you encouraged i'm gonna go quick so we can do some fun things as well oh that's mine (laughs) all right so we know god speaks we know god speaks he speaks in the bible if you don't know what God, it, God speaks, I'm telling you, we know God speaks. He speaks. It's full of the book. It's full in the Bible. He's got example after example. Time after time, he speaks in the Bible. So we know God speaks. And we know God, I love this, we know God is fully capable of speaking to people, to his people, anytime and any way he pleases. Psalm 115.3, God does whatever he pleases. So we know God speaks. We know God can speak anytime to anyone, however he likes. It's not a set menu. It's not a set formula. It's not a set way. It's different. It's diverse. He does what he pleases. And then we also know that God never changes. Malachi 3.6, the Lord does not change. So in saying he speaks and saying he speaks how he pleases and saying he doesn't change, that means that God's nature (laughs) is a God who reveals himself to people, never changes. So you could say, look, yeah, I can see God spoke in the Bible. I can see God spoke, you know, to people or whatever, but does he speak to me today? The answer is yes, because he doesn't change, which means what he did then, he does now, which means what he did then, how he did it, means he does it today. So then let's look at, expand on mum's three points on how does God speak. Now, this isn't an all exhaustive list. Mum stole some of mine and there's thousands more on the list. But here, God speaks through dreams and visions. This is all examples taken from the Bible. And because he doesn't change and he does what he pleases, he does it today. So dreams and visions, love it, sleep more. Natural manifestations through nature. Look at nature and God speaks through the sunset, speaks through the storms. Everyone's different because he created us all differently and he likes to speak to us in different ways. He speaks through supernatural manifestations, signs, wonders, miracles. I love that. He speaks through our thoughts, our own thoughts. I was at Colour Conference a few years ago. This is for me Color Conference is a highlight for me. I don't go every year, but when I go it's so exciting. I love it. In a room of thousands of women worshiping God cannot get better. And I remember opening night. They do a big opening a number which I usually ball my eyes out in and then they go into worship and I remember there they're about they've finished the opening number. They're about to start worship and God says, "Sorry, my thought." My thought, Lee's thought in my mind, not God's voice, Lee's thought in my mind was quit your job. Now, I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about what I'm going to do at home or what holidays I'm going to take off work or what my next work project is. I'm not thinking about any of that. I'm thinking about I'm at Colour Conference and I'm about to worship God with thousands of people. This is so good. But a thought that God placed in there that made me go, okay like a thought we act upon it because it's good it's 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 not i wasn't praying about it in the moment it was a god thought i quit my job on the monday which was terrifying and if i didn't tell just on the sunday honestly i wouldn't have quit because i loved my job and it positioned me right now to be where i am in my work life that one thought has given me the greatest life possible from a church family and work perspective If I was still in my job, I wouldn't be able to do what I do now, which is just God through our thoughts. He speaks through prayer. He speaks through Jesus' life. Jesus' life is like one big conversation. Like seriously, you go, what should I do? God, I can't hear you. Look at Jesus' life. God will show you. Jesus' life is one big walking conversation. Look at it and enjoy the dialogue. He speaks through angels. He speaks through trances. He speaks through circumstances. I love this because I think this is one of the most common, but we don't recognise it. He speaks through circumstances. Think about Jonah. God told Jonah to go to the city of Nineveh. Jonah said no. This is Lee's paraphrased version. So he goes on a ship. So what happens? Circumstances causes a storm. So Jonah goes overboard, which then he ends up in a whale's mouth. Circumstances. To which case then Jonah stops in the whale's mouth and goes, okay, God, I'm listening. You've got my attention. Look at your circumstances and what is God trying to tell you through them? What, is, what attention is he trying to say? Through your life, when something happens, when something good happens, when something unexpected happens, when maybe something bad happens, what is God saying through that circumstance in that moment? Because I guarantee you he is talking. He's always talking. Through a whisper, a Holy Spirit whisper, through the Bible. Jeepers, I just love this, God speaking. One of the greatest conversations I think God had through the Bible was when Jesus stood up and read Isaiah. For the Spirit of the Lord has come upon me. Jesus is simply reading the Bible. Simply reading the Bible. And in that moment of reading the Bible, he is speaking out the very word of God that was for his life. Reading the Bible. Read your Bible through worship I love this I'm gonna I didn't even ask permission but I'm dubbing Tash in because she's not here Tash got saved through worship is that no wonder when you see her lead worship like she came into church and the power of God touched her life in worship that she went oh my goodness who is he I need to have a relationship with this God through worship through wise counsel, i mean in the book of Proverbs. Just think about it. if you're sitting here going, I've never heard God speak. Have you had a parent, a teacher, a manager, a boss give you good advice? The chances are, <laughs> that's God speaking through wise counsel. Yes, it's not God's voice, but through wise counsel, he's using someone to help us on this journey through peace. This is one of Justin's favorites, through peace. Having peace in our hearts, Colossians 3:15, God's peace can rule in our hearts. The word rule here doesn't simply mean to merely exist. It's not just some, yeah, I've got peace. It's just not there. It's it it means to reign or to be a deciding factor. So when we talk about peace, we're talking about it's reigning in our heart. We have peace. It's a deciding factor. If we don't have peace on a situation, don't do it. Don't go there. Don't step out. You need peace to be a reigning, deciding factor because that's the way God speaks to us in our hearts. Hmm. Through people. God speaks through people, through our children, through our friends, through our family, through colleagues, through non-Christians. God, mum stole my answers. She, God spoke through a donkey. Spoke through a donkey. He will use anyone and anything because he is God and he doesn't change and he just wants to speak. He wants to communicate with us through people. Sunday night was one of the most significant nights for me. God spoke through Chris like I've never had a punch in the face in the best way possible in my life. So I stuck a line on the carpet that's going to remain. Okay, Justin's not in here. I made the decision. It's going to remain. As a constant reminder that we're stepping over the line. We're stepping over the line and what that means for those that missed it, and I wish I had my tangible Bible here, what that means is what the Word of God says We believe wholeheartedly, not our circumstances, not our past history, not what people say dictate our life, but what the word of God says. We're stepping over the line and we believe it wholeheartedly. What a challenge, what a punch in the face, but the best feeling ever, best wake up call. God speaks through people. I am sorry. He spoke through a donkey. Read the story, Numbers 22, 28. A a hand, mum, a hand, fingers on the wall, a hand, wrote on a wall. God was speaking like a hand. A hand. God is not normal. You want to read that story, Daniel 5, 5. Literally a hand, just a hand, with some fingers, wrote on a wall because God wanted to speak. I'm going to finish with this point because then we're going to celebrate mothers. We were in church about, uh, in the office there about six, six weeks ago, maybe two months. And uh, I had the kids, which isn't great in a work environment because Bella's so excited running up and down the corridor. And Ian, who is the greatest gift to my life at the moment, um, phenomenal blessing and I wish he was here so I could say something but I tell him all the time. He was in the office, he does our accounting and he's a volunteer, so high five him because he's phenomenal, helping me out in ways that I just cannot explain. And Justin, we, he and I had a lot of work going on and Justin and Bella were being a bit noisy in the corridor and uh, Justin got given these pack of cards, not number cards, but they had like words on them um, And Justin fanned him out and said, hey, Bella, pick a prophetic card for Ian. To which case Ian goes, "Um, I need patience. So there's like 30 to 50 cards in this pack fanned out. Bella pulls out one card, gives it to Ian. Guess what's written on it? Patience. It's the only card in the entire deck with patience written on it. God will use a three-year-old girl playing a game with her dad to give someone the prophetic word that they need in that moment. God is always speaking, always wanting to communicate with us, always showing us love and interacting with us. Our prayer and my heart is, we just need to open our hearts, our eyes and our ears to be aware of what he's saying and how he's saying it. Let's not box God into a this is what it has to look like. Like what mum said, it wasn't the verse that she got, but it was the verse that she needed. Let's not box God into this is how you need to speak to me, God. But okay, God, you made me. You created me. You made my personality. You gave me my gifts and abilities. You know who I am. So now speak to me in a way that I will love. Are you encouraged? Sorry about the idiot. I'll be told off for that later. Thank you, Gillian. But let's be open to hearing God speak. As a church, we need to be a church that hears God speak. If we want to see this area of Dingley, southeast suburbs, Victoria, Melbourne, transformed and lives changed, if we want to see the impact in our colleagues and our families and our work lives, we need to hear God speak. We need to hear, we need to listen, we need to be obedient and respond. Is that cool? So Father, I thank you so much that you are constantly always speaking, that you are in an open dialogue with us. And I declare that this week is a week that we're going to listen with our hearts, eyes and ears, that we're going to receive, that we're going to go on a beautiful journey with you in learning how you speak to me as an individual.